going to be learning the third Sicha of Parshas Baalaischa. In this week's Parsha, it tells us the famous story of the Pesach Sheni, that when the Yidim in the Midbar and Hashem commanded them to bring the Pesach on Yudal Nisan, many people came to Moshe Rabbeinu and says that we are Tamei. So Lama Nigar, why should we lose out and not be able to bring this Korban with the rest of the Bnei Yisra? So the response that they got is that they should bring a Pesach Sheni. So the question is, what exactly are the mechanics of how Pesach Sheni work? What are the halachic ramifications? What's the halachic gather of Pesach Sheni? So if you look in the Gemara Pesach and Daf, Tzadik Hayamid Beis, it actually tells us that there's three opinions how Pesach Sheni worked and how it rectified the absence of Pesach Rishon. So one opinion is Rebbe. Rebbe says it's a regal with Pnei that if Hashem when, when the Yidin complained, Lama Nagar, Hashem replied to them that he's going to make for these individuals their own regal, their own holiday. And therefore, there's a very big, there's, there's a very interesting halacha that comes out. Since Pesach Sheni has a gather of its own holiday, therefore, a ger shenizgai, or a katan shenelad, a convert that converts during the period between Pesach Rish and Pesach Sheni, or a child that becomes bar mitzvah during that time, he would actually be able to bring the Pesach Sheni. Because since it's a regal b'fnei therefore there's an obligation on those who are now m'chuyah ben mitzvahs to bring the Pesach Sheni uh, on, on Yudalavir. The second opinion is Ram Nassim, and he says Pesach Sheni is tashlum in the Rishon. It just compensates uh, for, the first, for the first Pesach, meaning that it's not its own yantif. It's really just made to, in a sense, uh, rectify what was missing in the first one. The first Pesach you missed, so Hashem is now just giving you a later date that you're able to fix that which was missing. Therefore, according to Reb Nassim, if a Gershon is Gar, Katan Shanelid, they would not be able to bring the Pesach Sheni because since they had no obligation on the first Pesach, that's when the obligation came into effect on Yudalid Nissan. Since they were not Mukhuyiv at that point in time, therefore they can't be Mukhuyiv in the Tashlumim because Tashlumim is just in a sense to fix that which you were obligated in earlier. They never had that obligation. A third opinion in the Gemara is Ruchanid ben Akavya. Ruchanid ben Akavya says it's Takanta Durishinu. It's a Takana, it rectifies, it fixes the first Pesach itself, meaning it's as if Hashem extended and gave another time period when the Pesach Rishon could be able to be brought. It's not like you missed the Pesach Rishon, rather, Hashem is giving us two times when we're able to bring that Pesach Rishon. Therefore, according to Ruchanid ben Akavya, he would hold that well, uh, he would hold like this. The nafmin between these two opinions would be like this. Accord, what happens if a person was a mazid in the first carbon pasach? He purposely did not bring the first carbon pasach, and the second pasach he was a shaygig. He wasn't able to bring it. So we know that by carbon pasach, if a person does not bring a carbon pasach, he'd be five cars. So if a person Let's give it a very easy example. Let's say he didn't bring Korban Pasach, the first Korban Pasach on purpose, and then the second Korban Pasach he also doesn't bring on purpose, he would actually be Chayv Kars. If he was, let's say, a Shaygig in the first Korban Pasach and a Shaygig in the second Korban Pasach, then he'd be Pata from Kars because it was an accident. But what happened if he was amazed in the first Korban Pasach and then a Shaygig in the second Korban Pasach? So according to Rebbe, uh, who holds it to regular Pfeni So once you missed the first carbon Pasach, so you did amazing, you missed it, you missed it in a mitzvah, 
And then the second one you didn't do because it was a shayga, but you already were over because you missed the first carbon pasach. And similarly, according to Abnasan, the first carbon, the first carbon pasach is a mitzvah, it is, it is when the mitzvah took place. So once you missed it, you're high parse. When you get to the second Pesach Shani, it's just Tashlum in the region, meaning is you're able to rectify what you missed, but you missed it. So there's a Chi of Kars which is on you, but when you bring the Pesach Shani, you're able to get rid of that um, Chi of Kars. But according to the Hanan ben Kavya, he holds that Hashem made it to Kanta Derishan. It means Hashem gave you two time periods. That this is the first period when you're supposed to be doing it, as Yudal here. But if you're Tameh or Bader Chachaika, then you're able to have a second time period, which is Yudal here. Therefore, if you, Ben Meza, do not come and do not do the Koran Pasach uh, on the first Ragal, on Pesach Rishan, and then accidentally you are not able to do the Pesach Sheni, according to the Chananim Ekav, you would actually be Pater. Because you, the, the maze that only is finished when you didn't do any of the time periods. So since the sec- second time, so you, missing the first one doesn't make you five cars. You're only going to be five cars if you didn't do it by either, either of these two occasions. But the second time you didn't do it because it was a shaygi, therefore you'd be potter from cars. These are the three opinions which are meant in the Gemara, and this is specifically according to the beer of uh, of uh, the Rambam, as Avraham Ben Rambam explains it. Rashi has a different shot, which we'll get to soon, but this is how uh, they learn the Gemara. So the question is, um, like this. The Rambam is going to mention in his Sefer Mitzvah, Mitzvah Nun Zayin, that Pesach Sheni is a mitzvah of Fnei It's counted as its own mitzvah, meaning he counts Pesach Rishon as one mitzvah. Pesach Sheni is a second mitzvah. So he asks, why should it be a second mitzvah? It's just a ability to bring the Pesach at a second opportunity. And we know at the beginning of the Sefer Mitzvah, the Rambam has 14 principles about which mitzvahs, how to count the 613. And principle number seven, he says, is that you don't count every detail of a mitzvah as its own mitzvah. So in this situation, what would that mean? You have the mitzvah of bringing the Korban Pasach. So you, if you're Tahar, you bring it Pesach Rishon. If you're Tameh B'der Chachaika or some other type of Ainus, you would bring it by Pesach Sheni. These are just different rules of the same mitzvah. There's a mitzvah to bring Pasach, and there's different times when you're able to bring it. So why would that be its own mitzvah, the Ram asks in the Sefer Mitzvah, Mitzvah Nun Zayin. So he answers, is because he passes like Rebbe, and since Rebbe holds, it's a regal of Neatz, it's its own holiday, that when Hashem told the Yidin that were Tameh in the desert that they're going to have a Pesach Sheni, what he actually did is he gave them their own holiday. Since it's a regal of Neatz, it's a separate day, it's a separate mitzvah from the mitzvah of Pasach Rishon, therefore he counts it as its own mitzvah. The problem with, the, with this shot is like this. We have many mitzvahs that have different ways of being able to fulfill it. For example, we have a mitzvah, we have a mitzvah that's called the carbon oil of If a person is over on certain types of averis b'shayig, so the rule is he has to bring this carbon called the carbon oil of What is this oil of This is a carbon that depends on how wealthy you are, that's what you need to bring. If you're very wealthy, you bring one type of carbon. If you're poor, you bring a second type of carbon. And if you're impoverished, you bring a third type of carbon. So nobody holds, even the Rambam, doesn't say that there's three mitzvahs. There's the mitzvah for the rich person, there's the mitzvah for the ani, and there's the mitzvah for the impoverished person. Rather, it's one mitzvah. If you do so there, you're supposed to bring one of these three karbanas. So, l'chayr, the same thing over here. You have the mitzvah to bring a karban pasach. If you missed the time to bring the karban pasach, then you have a second opportunity to bring it a month later. It doesn't become its own mitzvah. It's really just, you have either this regal. You're supposed to have Pesach, the regal of Pesach, on Yud Dalid, uh, Nisan. 
if you're not able to have the regal of that particular time, because you're telling me then people who are telling me their chachayka have a regal with Nazmam a month later. But it's, why would that be considered two separate mitzvahs? So Biruchim Fischl Paralan, his beer in the Sefer Mitzvahs of the Rasag, he addresses this, uh, this idea twice. Once when he's discussing this, the, the principle number seven of the Rambam, and the second time when he discusses the mitzvah of Korban Pesach, which is the mitzvah 57, as you mentioned, as the Rambam. So he explains like this, and each time he adds another point. In the first place, in the Mavu, he says, Azai. he says, the Rambam, as we mentioned, holds that the details of a mitzvah would not be, be considered its own mitzvah. Therefore, by the carbon oil of the Yerid, even though there's three, three different ways of fulfilling the mitzvah, if you're poor, rich, or impoverished, nonetheless, it's all one mitzvah because it's, uh, it's, 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 it's different details of the same point. He says, but when does the Rambam hold that? That's only when the Gemara doesn't clearly say that it's two different mitzvahs or three different mitzvahs. For example, he says, we have a mitzvah that if a, uh, called mitzvah zibun and chalitza. The lacha is that if a person, if, uh, if a brother, if a person marries and he passes away without having any children, so his wife is supposed to marry the brother of the husband, of the deceased husband. So that's called yibum. If they don't want to do yibum, then they have the mitzvah of chalitza. So the Rambam counts that as two mitzvahs. Why is it counted as two mitzvahs? It's really just one mitzvah. If the, if the husband dies, then the brother either does, has one option, he has the option of even, or he has a second option to do chalitza. Why is the Rambam counting as two mitzvahs? So the explanation is because the Gemara itself calls it two mitzvahs. Uh, and he brings the different sources where it calls it. It calls it mitzvahs yibum and, other, and it's called mitzvahs chalitza. The, ter- the Gemara itself calls it two different mitzvahs. So since the Gemara calls it two different mitzvahs, therefore, that's telling us that this is not just a detail of the prior mitzvah, but it's of the mitzvah of Neatzma. So same thing over here. By Pesach, Rich and Pesach Shaining, Ein Hachinami, according to this principle, you would assume that it's one mitzvah, and it's just two different opportunities of when you could uh, do this regal and this Pesach. But since the Gemara holds, according to Rebbe, who we pass them like, that it's a regal of that's basically telling us that it's a mitzvah of Neatzma, it's still a mitzvah, and you have to count it separately. In other words, the Gemara knew that this wasn't just the detail of another one, but it was actually a totally separate mitzvah. So that explains, um, you know, where the Rambam's coming from. But still, we still need to understand, okay, so it's two different mitzvahs, but how could, do we see within the mitzvah itself these are two separate mitzvahs? L'chaira, it seems like it's one mitzvah. Either bring it then, or bring it the other time. At least by Yibon and Chalitza, you know, it's two totally separate types of things. Either you marry her, or you do this whole process called Chalitza. They're very different. But over here, it seems much closer to the carbon oil of Yerid. Uh, even, even actually more than carbon oil of Yerid. Carbon oil of Yerid, even then you're bringing, uh, you know, for the rich person, you bring one type of carbon. For the poor person, you bring another type of carbon. Here, it's literally exactly the same thing that's happening. It's just two different dates. One, uh, so so, so how, how do we see within the Pasach Rishon and the Pasach Sheni that it's um, two separate mitzvahs? So Raperla uh, uh, gives an explanation. And to understand his explanation, we're going to just give a little introduction, Hagdama, uh, of what the Gemara, of the different ways of explaining the Gemara. So we mentioned earlier that in the Gemara that there's three opinions how the Pesach Sheni works. Is it a regular Fenei Is it a Tashlomim? Or is it a Takana? And we explained it according to the Rambam. But the truth is it's actually a Machoik in this Gemara. One way is Rashi. And, and also the Sefer Mitzvahs of the Rambam, initially, uh, he learns it the same way as Rashi. And the second way is that the Rambam, later on, the Rambam, we know the Yad HaZak was written later, he changes it 
and learns it a different way. So these are the two approaches. I explained it to you so far according to the second approach of the Rambam and the Yad HaZakab and the Sefer Mitzvah of the Rambam and Rashi, they actually learn the Machlikas differently. And what's the crux of the difference between the Rambam and uh, the Rashi, we'll call it like that, Rambam would be the Yad HaZakab, Rashi will be Rashi, is that what happens if you're amazed, if you're amazed during the first uh, Pesach, and then you're a shoigig by the second Pesach. So we explain according to the Rambam that if you're amazed on the first one and you're shoigig on the second, uh, then you're still going to be high both according to Rab Nassim and Rabbanan, but according to Hanan uh, and Ben you'd be potted. Fine. But let's look at another scenario. What happens if you were amazed on the first Pesach and then you taka brought the carbon at the second Pesach? So Pesach Rishon was, uh, you didn't do it on purpose, but then on the second Pesach, you, you did actually talk to bring the carbon Pesach. What happens then? So we explained that if you brought it on the second one, that even the Rambam, everyone holds that, oh, if you bring in the second one, according to Rabbi, Ramnas, and according to everybody, you have fixed the situation and you are not going to be high of cars. But the truth is Rashi learns it differently. Rashi, uh, Rashi and the Rambam, and they say, uh, Rambam says this clearly for Rebbe, and actually Rashi says this clearly for Ramnasan. Uh, but for now, we'll just keep it Papashas that they're saying the same thing, even though the Chayim discuss the differences between the Pshat. But Papashas is what's relevant for us. But the Rambam writes that according to Rebbe, if you, even if you brought the second Korban Pasach, you're still going to be Chayif Kars for the first one. Rashi says, according to Ramnasan, that even if you bring the second one, which is a Teshlumim, you were Mashlim, this that you missed the first one, but you're still going to be Chayif Kars. And according to this, uh, Stam, there's a much easier way to see the difference. According to Rashi, it's a much easier way to see the difference between Rav Nassim, who says it's a Tashlumim, and Hanani Menikavi that says it's Kanta. Because according to Rashi, it's just a Tashlumim. You're just making up for what you missed. But you're not actually Takana, you're not fixing that what happened earlier. While according to Hanani Menikavi, you'd actually eat for cars, so you completely fixed up. You're not just being Mashlim what you missed, but you're actually completely rectifying what happened earlier. So according to Rashi, that has that extra Gishmak. Uh, of the difference between the words Tashlumim and Tekanta, which seem very similar. According to the Raman, we have to explain Tashlumim just means that you're missing something and now you're able to be mashlim what you missed. Well, according to Mechanan and Kavya, Tekanta means that initially there was, in a sense, a Tekanta that a person had to be able to bring it at a second period, that Hashem was Marchiv Hizman. But according to Rashi, there's another aspect to it, that according to uh, Rab uh, Nassim, you're just being mashlim what you missed, but you're not actually rectifying, and therefore you'd still be high cars. Mashenkin, according to Hanan ben Kavi, you're literally rectifying this that you, that you missed the first one by Hashem being giving you these two opportunities. Therefore, you're actually never high cars in the first place, and therefore that's why it would be a complete takana for the individual. But either way, we see this very important chiluk. So, according to Rashi, um, there's the difference between Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni is that. When you miss Pesach Rishon, according to Rebbe, that's who we're focusing on, you're actually five cars, and there's no way to rectify that. So when you bring it, the Korban Pesach, Pesach Sheni, you're talking doing a mitzvah, but that doesn't fix what you did by the Pesach Rishon. So in other words, what he's really saying is that these are two separate holidays. You had a mitzvah to bring it one, uh, the first month, Pesach, uh, by Nisan. When you didn't bring it, you lost that mitzvah, and therefore you're five cars. There is no more of that mitzvah anymore. Therefore, you're always going to be high cars. There's no way to fix it. But when you bring it, and when you bring it the second month, that's a new mitzvah. There's a mitzvah to say that you're supposed to bring a karm pasach 
the second month. According to Rebbe, you'd actually be Chayev Karis if you missed that on its own. And according to uh, the others, you wouldn't be. But we, we're seeing from this itself that you cannot, cannot rectify the first month's Korban Pasach. That shows that that mitzvah is completely over. It's, it's Paka. It's Nizbatl. It's over. You finish. It's a Me'uvis Lo Yachaliskin. You're not able to fix up what you messed up by missing that Pasach. And when Pasach Sheni comes around, there's a, it's a new mitzvah. And therefore, you're able, according to Rebbe, it's a new mitzvah, also with the Chiyav Kars. According to Amnasan, it's a mitzvah, which is, um, it's a, it's a tashlum, and meaning is that Hashem gives you the opportunity to bring the carbon, be able to fulfill the mitzvah essay, but not to actually rectify what you did in the past. Well, according to Hananiah, you'd still say the same, that it's literally Hashem gave an extension of that, so that would still be the same. So according to Rashi, we can understand why it would make sense, and according to the Rambam, the Sefer Mitzvah, why he counts it as two separate mitzvahs. It, it's because clearly there are two separate ideas. One is the Chi of Karas, uh, and, um, and once you finish that month, it's it finished that day, you're unable to actually rectify it. This, if you bring a korban a month later, that has nothing to do with the first month. Baharaya, even if you do bring it, it's not going to, you know, if it was, if it was, in other words, if it was just that you had two options, you had options to bring on this day, or you have the option to bring that day, and you didn't bring it, uh, and you brought it on the second day, that means you fulfilled one of the options. That would mean it's one mitzvah. But since we're saying is that if you miss the first date, then it's over that particular mitzvah and your chayv kars, and you cannot fix it, that means that's it's a mitzvah of atzmai. And then when you come to the second one, that's its own chayv kars, according to Rebbe, that would mean that would, of course, be its own mitzvah. Uh, and just to give an example of, just, just to prove this point, is that we do find uh, in the Gemara that there's also kabbalists that a person is supposed to be bringing during a regular chad. Chagalisa means you're supposed to bring a carbon chagiga, you're supposed to bring carbon ria. There's different kabbalists that a person brings during a holiday. So the rule is you have seven days to be able to bring that carbon. But if you don't bring it the first day, you bring it the second day, you bring it the third day, any day that you bring it, you fulfilled your obligation. You're not going to be over on a lot for the first day, over on a lot on the second day, over a lot on the third day. With the fourth day you brought it, you fulfilled your mitzvah. No, once you bring it any of those days, you fulfilled the mitzvah and there's no avera at all. Mashenkin over here, it's clearly an avera if you have cars. But, but according to the Yad HaChazaka, he writes also in the Yad HaChazaka that it's a mitzvah, Pasach Sheni is a mitzvah for the So he writes that, the same thing in the Yad HaChazaka. So he hasn't changed that point. Uh, but the only point that he has changed is that it's, if you bring the Pesach Sheni, that means it completely fixes the Pesach Rishon. So that seems like it's really just another option. That once you bring it a month later, you're able to fix up uh, that which you didn't bring the first time. So it's really the same mitzvah. You're supposed to do it this month. You didn't do it, and therefore you were five cars. But when you bring it a month later, which is a regular finance, that is completely fixes what you missed the first time. It's, it's taking that, the place of the first mitzvah. So that means it is the same mitzvah. You're high for this one, then you bring it a month later, you're doing the same mitzvah. Therefore, there's no reason for you to be high cars because you actually fulfilled it. Even if it's a bidia bidika way, but you fulfilled it. So according to him, it should be one mitzvah. So he answers with a very interesting halacha that the Rambam brings. The Rambam brings, again, he passes like Rabbi, that there's true that if you are shoigig, if you are, sorry, amazed, uh, sorry, let me say it like this. What, one what, uh, new din. What happens if you didn't bring the Korban Pasach the first time, the shoigig? And then the second month comes around and you didn't bring it, the mazid. The mazid, you didn't bring it. So according to Rabbi, since he holds each one as a regular finance, so for the first Pasach, it was a shoigig, so obviously your father. The second Pesach, it's a chiv kar, so it'd be chiv kar, so not bringing it the second month. Corn to Rav Nassim, 
he holds it's all tashlim in the Rishon. So since the first month you were shaygig, so you never actually, you're, you're, you're a pater from bringing it. So there's a mitzvah to say to bring it a month later, but if you don't, you're not going to be high cars because it's only makes up for that which you were missing. But that, this that you mitzvah wasn't accidental, so therefore you never had that of cars. But anyways, according to Rebbe, uh, if you're shaygig the first month, uh, you still have to bring it the second month. And if you don't, you're going to be high cars. But what happens if, if it wasn't a regular shaygig? What happens if it was a specific shoigu that the Torah speaks about? That you're tamay or b'der chachayka. That the reason why you didn't bring the Pasuk Rishon is because you're tamay b'der chachayka. And then, the second month, you didn't bring it b'nezid. So the random holds that you're not chayv kars. Amazing. If you were shoigig the first month and the second month, like a regular shoigig chves, uh, you weren't able to bring it the shaygig the first month for whatever reason, and then you don't bring it the second month, the maize and your five cards. But if the first month you're Baderchaika and you're Tame, specifically those two types of shaygig, only those two types of shaygig, and then you don't bring it the second month, you're not going to be five cards, you're just being a vatal and it's a sesse. So what do we see? That even according to the Rambam in the Yad HaChazaka, he's still holding that there's a very big difference between the first Pasach and the second Pasach. Why? Because if you hold that the second Pasach, its whole purpose is just to give the, the person an opportunity to bring it a second time, and then once he brings it, he's done that mitzvah, then why is it that if a person who was uh, if he doesn't bring it the second Pasach, why is he potter from Kars? He wasn't able to bring the first one, fine, but then he should, that Chiyav just gets pushed off to a month later. So when he doesn't bring it a month later, then he should be Chayv Kars. Elamai, he explains, that the first month, when you're Tamei or B'derecha this is a patur that the give Torah gives you that say that you're not at all obligated with this carbon Pasach. More the carbon Pasach, the obligation is done. There's no more obligation to bring the carbon Pasach Rishon. But, since you're Tamei B'derecha Hashem, because of his love for the Jewish people, he gives us, gave us a second opportunity to do the mitzvah, uh, to do a mitzvah of Pasach Shein. He gave us a, a regal with finance. He gave us another regal that we could be able to bring this carbon Pasach. Um, so therefore, it would be considered a mitzvah p'nei To make it clear, I hope this is clear, from the very fact that, um, that the person who is Tomei, or B'der he's not going to be chayev, chorus, for the second, if he misses the second month. The only thing he will be chayev for is being the Vatal, a mitzvah's essay, that shows that there's a difference between the first Pasach and the second Pasach. Because the first Pasach, if you miss the Nezid, that's a chayev chorus. But the second Pesach, if you miss it, it's only going to be a, you're going to be over and say, there's no cars. Similarly, by Gershon Azgai or Katan Shemelad, you'd also be potter from cars. You'd just be over and say. So what this basically shows us is that it's actually two separate mitzvahs. The first Pesach is a mitzvah essay which has a key of cars to it. The second Pesach is just a regular essay which has no key of cars to it. So Oibazoi, that means it's two different mitzvahs, especially according to the ninth principle of the Rambam, that the ninth principle of the Rambam is, says that if you have a one lav but has two different types of punishments, that means it's really two different mitzvahs. For example, he says, you're not allowed, it says, you're not allowed to curse Elikim. Elikim has two interpretations. It can mean God or it can mean a judge. So if you curse God, then you're Chayv Misa. If you curse a judge, you have to get Malkus. So since there's two to- different types of punishments, therefore, they, it's counted as two different mitzvahs or two, two different lav in the Sefer mitzvahs. So same thing over here. Since it's two different punishments, one's a of Karas, one's a just being over an assay. So clearly, these are two different mitzvahs and they should be counted uh, separately. Um, I guess probably most of you are wondering then why is it, that if it's two separate mitzvahs, why is it that if you are shaygig by the first, a regular shaygig by the first karma pasach, 
and then you were mazed by the second one, you would be high of course if the second Pesach is not a chi of course. So the first one you were shaygik, so it wasn't your fault. The second one was amazed, but that's only a chi of So I didn't, I, I don't think, I don't remember uh, Raperla addressing that, but just, just to give a thought that it could very well be that when you miss the first one, Beshoigig, there's still some type of obligation of the first one, which extends to the second. So meaning is the second is a mitzvah pinayatzmai. So if you're a patur or a gershnes gayer, sorry, tamei bederch chayke gershnes gayer katan shneilad, then the first one is completely gone, and then you only have the obligation that's on the second korban pasach. And if you miss that, you're being oyvan asay. But if it's just a regular shaygik, or if you missed the benezid, then in addition to the mitzvah asay bringing the pasach sheni, there's also an aspect of the pasach sheni that it rectifies this that you missed the first one, according to the Ramah, remember. Because according to the Ramah, if you bring the Pesach Sheni, it could even be mashlun this that you were chayv kars. It would get removed, the chi of kars, according to the Yad Chazaka. So there would be the second aspect of the Pesach Sheni, which is not just as a mitzvah finayatzmai, but also as the idea that it's rectifying uh, the first Korban Pesach that was missed, and therefore it would take away your chi of kars if you missed it on purpose. Fine. So that's, that's how he explains it. But the point that we're seeing is, from a parallel, is that there are that each one of these things are considered a mitzvah of As he said at the beginning, it's a regal. Each one is, is a regal of is a mitzvah of fnatzmai. One's could be a mitzvah essay, one's a mitzvah essay with karis. Um, so there are two different gedarn. So now what we're going to do is the Rebbe is going to explain in a deeper fashion that, 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 that it's not just that they have different rules. One's, you know, one's an essay, one's chayv karis. But even mitzvah, the etzah, the essence of what this mitzvah is, we're going to see that the mitzvah of Korban Pasach and the mitzvah of Korban Pasach Sheni is actually a different type of mitzvah. So it's not just that they have certain different technicalities which are different, that's why they're counted as two different mitzvahs. But really, it's two separate ideas of the mitzvah. It's like count, Kriyashma and Tefillin are two separate mitzvahs, therefore they're counted. So the Rebbe is going to explain how these two things are really two separate, two totally different ideas, what each mitzvah represents, and therefore that would be a more pneumistic reason also of why they're being counted at, of of by a separate mitzvah, not just the technical reason how they're different and therefore we're seeing how they're separate mitzvahs and why they're counted, but also what the mitzvah itself is embodying, that itself would also explain to us why they're being counted as separate mitzvahs. The fundamental difference between Pasach Rishon and Pasach Sheni is that Pasach Rishon is the Avoidah of the Tzadikim and Pasach Sheni is going to be Avoidah of the Baal Tshuva, or in other words, the Pesach Rishon, it's the Avaidah of how things are when it's Bismane. When things are going as they're supposed to be going, when a person's either starting in his Avaidah or he's much later in his Avaidah, but he's doing things properly. While Pesach Sheni is the Tnuah of, of a Baltruva, the Tnuah of the rebound, the recovery. How to recover when something is not going correctly. So these are two totally different types of Avaidahs. The Avaidah of Der Hayashar, doing things properly, going the straight path, trying to do things correctly. And then there's a totally different type of avoida of knowing how to recover when things don't, don't go the proper way. So the difference in Pesach Rish and Pesach Sheni is also in there, there is a fundamental difference. And we see this in many ways. First of all, we know that the Pesach Rishon, you weren't allowed to have any chametz in the house for seven days, by Yira, by Yimatzeh, for seven days. While Pesach Sheni, you were allowed to have chametz inside of the house while you're having uh, 
while you're doing the Korban Pesach. A second difference is, is what's mentioned in the, in the Tesefta, in the Eight Perik of Pesachim, that Pesach Rishon, when it's discussing all the differences between Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni, he mentions that Pesach Rishon was for Shiva, while Pesach Sheni is Echad. What does that mean? So it's actually a little bit of a hard Tesefta to understand. So they want to say, some of us want to say, Pesach is for Shiva, means is that you're not allowed to eat chametz for seven days. So after you bring the carbon Pesach, it's the seven days of prohibit, prohibition to have any type of chametz. Masha'inki, for the Pesach, for the generations, chametz is only also for one day. The issue is, chametz isn't also for one day during the, uh, for Pesach Sheni. As you know, you are allowed to have chametz during Pesach Sheni. So that wouldn't work. So some Mephorshim want to say that maybe what it means is that we know that in Pesach Mitzrayim, it says that they weren't allowed to have chametz for one day. Vows during Pesach Mitzrayim. But still, that's very hard to explain, and that's what the Pshad of Mr. Sefta means, because we're talking about on a yearly basis, what's the difference between Pesach Mitzrayim and Pesach Sheni. So why would the Tesefta tell us that the regular Pesach on a yearly basis was seven days? And then when we're talking about Pesach Sheni, it's telling you that's only Yasser one day, but we're really talking about the Pesach, which is Mitzrayim, which had nothing to do with the Pesach Sheni. That doesn't either work very well. So rather, the Rebbe has an interesting shot. The shot is a zay. That when it says that it's also for seven days, it means that the chametz is also for seven days after you have the Pesach. And also, you're supposed to have matzah for seven days. So there's both an Indian of not having chametz for seven days, and we eat matzah for seven days during the regular year of Pesach. While Baba Karbin, Pesach Sheni, when it says that Yoimachan, it means is that while you're having the carbon Pesach, there's an Indian of not having chametz and actually eating matzah. So when you have the carbon Pesach, the Sheni, carbon Pesach Sheni, you're, you're supposed to eat it with matzah. And at the same time, you're not allowed to eat it with it, as Rashi says clearly in the Chumash, by the Pesach Sheni. It says it's Ima Babais. Even Rambam, they say Ima Babais. It's not supposed to be with him in the house, but you are allowed to eat it. Uh, but you're not allowed to eat it at the time that you're bringing the Pasach Sheni. So either way, the point is that we see that the, there's two differences between the Pasach Rishon and Pasach Sheni, besides for obviously the difference in Zman that we uh, discussed much earlier. One difference is one's allowed to have chametz with it, one is, one is not. And the second difference is that for one, you're not allowed to eat chametz for seven days, while the other one, you're only not allowed to eat chametz for while you're eating the uh, Pasach. And within that difference also was that one, you're supposed to eat matzah for seven days, while by Pesach Sheni, you're supposed to eat matzah only while you're eating the uh, Pesach Sheni itself. So what does that mean? How does that fit with what we're talking about, that it's a Baal Tshuva and the, uh, the Voida of the Tzaddik? So as we're saying, the Voida of the Tzaddik is the Voida of working with Kedusha. The Voida of the Tzaddik is he doesn't have any tumor or anything bad that happened to him. He's always working the Derech Yashur, how you're supposed to do things correctly. So he doesn't have a c- connection to Tumah. Therefore, that symbolizes that he doesn't have any chametz. When he eats the Pasach, he's not having any chametz with them for seven days, because there's no he has no connection to chametz. And similarly, it's for seven days he, he's eating matzah. What is the idea of eating matzah for seven days? Is that that's his avoided that he is doing. That while he's working with matzah, which is in a bittal, he's going through all seven midas. So he's working from one darga, starts with chasad, murat, ferris, etc. He's going with seidu adraga, he's going through the details of his life, the details of his personality. But when we're looking at the Pesach Sheni, Pesach Sheni is the void of the Baal So the, the void of the Baal is with chametz. Therefore, by Yuala, by Yimatse, 
there is chametz with him inside of the house. He's allowed to have a connection with the chametz. On the contrary, not that he's allowed. The the, the whole idea of the baal is is that he's connected to the inyanim of of tuma and chametz, and the point is to be able to elevate that. So there is chametz within within him in the house, and at the same time, when does he eat matzah? He eats matzah for one day. What does it mean one day? The idea of one is that it's a connection to the Hashem himself. The idea being is that the power of the Balchuva comes from his connection to Hashem. That when he's able to reveal that that his neshama is one with Hashem, he's able to be forgiven by Hashem. When you're working by Avaida, you're working according to the rules what the Torah set up. You're working with Seder Vahadragi, you're falling according to the duels. But Masha'inkin, when you did something wrong, right now you need to be forgiven. So you need to go above what the rules are. This is similar to a mushroom of a father and a son. On a day-to-day basis, how they're supposed to be having a, a relationship is that the son does what his father wants. They have a good social relationship with each other. What happens when the son breaks that relationship and he has not followed his father's wishes? So at that point, what he needs to do is he needs to rekindle the love that he and his father has. And that's by revealing how they're truly and essentially one. And that's the idea of having matzah for one day. The idea is that you're connecting to Hashem with that oneness that you have. And this is similar to the famous Baal Tshuva, Allah's Ben that says by him that once he did Tshuva, Rebbe uh, cried and says, Yesh b'sha'achas. There are those who are able to acquire the world to come in one moment. Meaning is that a regular tzad, he has to work his whole life. Every day has a different type of avayda. But the Baal Tshuva is able to connect his essence of his soul to Hashem. And that's the idea of the one. It's, there's no division. It's not about all the different parts of his personality. It's revealing the essence of who he is, that he's a child to Hashem, and that's how he gets, uh, and that, that's how he brings this truva. And this is also why, you see, by the first Pesach, by Pesach Mitzrayim, it says that the Yidin first had their milah, and then they brought the carbon Pesach. So the idea of the milah was, the idea of the milah is that they were Nizgair, they became Gerim. And we know that Gershin is meaning is that they were pure, they had no sins. And that's also why they have to run away from Mitzrayim. The idea of running away is because they, they couldn't have any connection to anything which is uh, anything which is bad. But by Pesach Sheni, we know that we're had a Pesach Sheni, the first Pesach Sheni come around, is because people were Tameh Lenefesh, other people were Tameh. And they were Tameh because they touched dead bodies. The idea of death comes from the Chedei Tzadas. That's what brought death into the world. So this is the connection to sin. So the Pasach Rishon is connected to the idea of Ger Shedizgar, the idea of purity, where there's no sin. Masha'inkin, the Pesach Sheni, is connected to the idea of Tumor, where there is sin. And this is also why Pesach Rishon is in Nisan, and Pesach Sheni is in Ir. Because Nisan is the Avodah when Hashem reveals Himself to us. He reveals Himself to us, and He takes it out of the triumph. But the main avodah of ear is the avodah of Sphir Sa'imer. Sphir Sa'imer is that we're working to develop ourselves. Every midah, we're working on another thing. That's, every day in ear, we count the Sphir Sa'imer. So that's, um, it, it's expressing the idea of working and developing each one of our midas. And this is the mile of the Baal Tshuva, in addition to the first point that we mentioned, that the Baal Tshuva is able to connect to the essence of who he is and connect to the essence of Hashem. The second point of the Baal Tshuva is that he's able to bring it and elevate his day-to-day life. Since the Baal Tshuva is the one that's connected to Tuma, so he's able to elevate the Tuma that he has within him. He's able to be, he understands his Nefesh Bahamas, and he works on 
developing a mimavara mezachet the nefesh v'hamitzvah. Inkem we said the tzaddik, he a, does not have that connection to the uh, the tumah, and on the contrary, he doesn't want to have that connection to the tumah because we don't, it might drag him down. So he never has that connection. So never he has the opportunity to elevate him. Asher Inkem the the, the balchuga, he has this connection. He he has already fallen, and therefore his job now is to be able to elevate himself, and that's why the elevation that happens through here is a bar kiyom, it's something which lasts. Because not by nisin, by pesachishin, is something that Hashem gave us, migdal lamb. So it doesn't last forever. But when it's something that you yourself worked on, you've changed your personality, that's something which has a much greater akin. And now we can jump back to our initial point that we discussed. What's the difference? We said pesachishin is one mitzvah, pesachshini is a second mitzvah. And we said because pesachshini is a regular pnei And our question is, what do you mean? It's the same thing. You're bringing exactly the same carbon. It's those who couldn't bring it there in the first month, because they're Tameh or Derech Mechaikin, they bring it in the second month. It doesn't seem like there's, some, there's, a, like a, there's a real difference in this mitzvah. It's the same mitzvah, just at different times, or, for, or, or, or because of different situations that happens. Why would that be counted by two different mitzvahs? So we explained according to, uh, according to Rep Perla, that's because the first one is a mitzvah to say that has chorus. The second one is just a mitzvah to say. So we see that there are they they are different by the, the very fact that they have different. One is a mitzvah, mitzvah essay. If you don't bring it, the other is you're going to be you're going to be a chayv chorus that shows that they're a different mitzvah. But that just shows that's the external expression that they're different mitzvahs. But what, what, what? But why are they different? Mitzvahs? It's, it's the same act that's being done. Those who didn't bring the haraya, if you already did the first pasach, you don't bring the second pasach. So the beer. And now, which is more gashmak according to the Rebbe, is because it's a regular finance, means it's, it's a totally different type of tenuah. It's a totally different type of avayda. Pasach Rishon, the sim- symbolism behind the mitzvah of Pasach Rishon is the symbolism of going and doing the right thing, do, doing the derech hayasharf, becoming a new nation, and following the way of Zev Hashem. While Pesach Sheni is the idea of the recovery, that when you do something wrong, when it's Shaloi Bizmane, not according to the Seder of the Torah, even then you're also still able to connect uh, to Hashem. And, and to give an example of, 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 of where we see this idea that a mitzvah, that you can call something a different mitzvah just because of the different type of, of, of tenu, the different type of, of, of um, kavana that you have when you're, being, you're, you're bringing the mitzvah. So this is just, uh, the Rebbe doesn't mention this, but just to give you an example of where we see this idea in other places, that just by having a different type of kavana, that itself makes it into a different type of mitzvah. Is that it says inside the Pasuk, one of the Pesukim, it says, it says, Avadatam es Hashem you're supposed to serve Hashem. So the Rambam says, Avadatam Hashem Lekecha, what, what type of avayda is this? We're about davening. So the Rambam says, Avadatam Hashem Lekecha is the, of, of, of the mitzvah of davening. The Ramban argues, and he says that davening is not a mitzvah, so he says, what is the possibility to teach us? It's teaching us that when you serve Hashem, meaning when you're doing any of the Taryad Mitzvahs, you're supposed to do the Taryad Mitzvahs with this feeling, with, with an Avdus, like you're a servant, with the, with the Kabbalah all. So what do we see from there? We see from there that just the Kavana is be able to be considered a, a Mitzvah on its own. That when you're doing the same Mitzvah, what you're doing with the Kavana of Avadat Hashem of Avdus, that's a Mitzvah. Similarly, I guess you could say the same thing with Av of Yira, when you do the Mitzvah with Av of Yira, uh, well, Av and Yira could be different because Av of Yira could be a Mitzvah on their own. Here by Avadat Hashem you see this is a something, when you're doing already the other Tariyag Mitzvahs and you're doing it with this Kavana, that makes it, that itself would be considered a Mitzvah. So this is Al Derch Tugma, it's not exactly the same idea over here by Pesach Mishan, Pesach Reini. 
you, you know, you could bring the Pesach, Mishan Pesach Shani with zero Kavana, besides for the Kavana that you want to fulfill Hashem's mitzvah, and you'd be Yotzi. But I was just trying to show you an example where you see that mitzvahs have their own kavana, that, that there could be a kavana which is behind the mitzvah, the purpose of that mitzvah. And the truth is, by all mitzvahs, there's always a kavana uh, which is behind them. We have tefillin, um, the Shabbat HaMoyach Ba'alev. By all mitzvahs, there's always some type of kavana which is behind them, which really is madr the essence. And, and especially as we know how Hasidus explains, that the Tariyad mitzvahs, are, 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 the purpose of them is to be mezach, the person. This is actually even a Gemara that says the purpose of the Taryag is to be mezachich and to elevate the person. And each, the, 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 the it says each limb tells one of the, uh, each limb tells the person, do the mitzvah which is connected to me. So that again shows that if you're going to count Pesachish and Pesachin, that means that both, each one of them is connected to a different limb. So, that, so this, again, is the expression, as we've seen, that the mitzvah is to elevate a different aspect of the person, a different part of his personality. So this makes sense that Pesach Rishon, Pesach Shreni, this that counted as two different mitzvahs, is because the Atz and Mahusim are two different things. One is the Avaidah, the Valchuvah, one's the Avaidah of the Tzaddik. And that's why they're connected as, is counted as two different mitzvahs. And uh, one last aspect is, because we're talking about the idea of Chuba, the Rebbe has a very interesting idea, that he says is that there's three opinions what Tshuva is. Uh, sorry, there's three opinions what the Pesach is. We had, initially we had Rebbe, he says it's a regular finance. You have Nassim that says it's Tashlum and Derishan. And then we have Nanya uh, Benekavya that says it's Tekanta Derishan. He says, what's the difference in Tshuva? He says, Tekanta Derishan is when a person does an Avera, a regular situation, a person does an Avera, as soon as the person does an Avera, Hashem always gives an opportunity to be able to do Tshuva. With, the Tshuva is not something which is um, something which is Hashem gifts us with that afterwards. Right away, there's a mitzvah in the Torah, there's the ability always for the person to do tshuva. Even when you do the sin, there's always that ability to do tshuva. That's in a regular situation. Then, we have a situation where a person says, I'm going to sin, and then I'm going to do tshuva. Meaning he's relying on this ability that he can do tshuva to sin. So he says, since I know I can do tshuva, therefore, you know, I might as well do what I enjoy. And eventually, you know, I'll do tshuva when, you know, after I've had my fun, I'll ask Hashem for forgiveness and won't do it again. I just need to be able to try it once or twice. So such a person that does it because he relies on tshuva, then it says, Amos speak miyada. He doesn't get given that opportunity. So this is an example where it's a tashlumen. It's not initially part, like uh, part of the Pesach Rishon that Hashem gives you another opportunity to do the Pesach Sheni, or when you do the Avera, Hashem, at the time that you do an Avera, Hashem already gives you the opportunity to do tshuva. Here you don't get the opportunity to tshuva. Hashem doesn't give you that opportunity. Rather, uh, you don't. But we do know that, as the Tanya brings, that if a person is that he pushes and he forces himself, he is able to still do tshuva, but he doesn't have that help from Hashem. So it's not within, Hashem is being marked to you. Hashem is giving you that other opportunity. You have to get that other opportunity yourself. That's the idea of like the tashlumen that comes afterwards. And the third idea is it's a regular fineatzmai, like it's its own yamtiv. That's the level of, of, of a tshuva, of a tzaddik. The tshuva tzaddik, a tzaddik doesn't do anything wrong, but nonetheless, a tzaddik, the idea of tshuva is to return to Hashem, to always return to reach a higher levels. So even a tzaddik is able to do tshuva, because he's able to always reach the higher level, and that will be the idea of a regal b'fnei And uh, there's a few more details to the sicha, and I encourage all those who have alerted insight to learn the sicha, especially the last few oisias, where the Rebbe discusses this 
these three ideas, these three levels of tshuva, in much more detail. I just gave it to you, Vikitzer.